0: This podcast series is brought to you from the University of Winchester. We invite you to listen in as we talk with both academics and practitioners about their approaches to peace building and conflict transformation, discussing some of the most complex and pressing challenges we face in the world today.
1: So today we're here with Uslam uh, Sekic who is from a Danish um, organization called Probygene, which basically means bridge builders. So can you first tell us a little bit about yourself, please?
2: Um, I am, my education is nurse, and uh, I uh, was born in Turkey from Kurdish parents, and uh, we moved to Denmark when I was a young child. And in 2007, I ran for a seat in Danish parliament as one of the first women with minority background. And um, yes, and I was selected, but I soon found out that everyone was uh, not so happy about uh, my election. So I get used to finding hate messages in my inbox. So I visit people with dialogue coffee. It's, it means that i visiting people who sending hate mails to, to understand why. They hate people like me. And uh, now I am a general secretary for organizations called Bridge Builders. So, and we're trying to build in bridges between minority groups and, and trying to insist in dialogue and uh, democratic conversation with people who have so, such, um, what can I say, very, very strong feelings about each other without knowing each other.
1: Okay, so can you tell me a little bit more about why did you decided that this was something you wanted to be involved in?
2: Uh, you know, it was not something I want to be involved because when I was elected, um, I never, I, I get so many hate mails, uh, but I never answer the emails uh, because I just delete them. And I thought that the senders and I had nothing in common. And uh, and I think that they didn't understand me and I didn't understand them. so. Why should I answer them? But one day, one of my colleagues in the parliament said that I should save all the hate myths because when something happens to you, it'll give the police a lead. She said. So I noticed, of course, that she said when something happened and not if. So that was the reason I start get involved in this because it was very difficult to just close my inbox or email or when I get this. Uh, some of the th- threats in my per- in, in, in home. Uh, so I get a secret address and I have to check uh, protect my children and a lot of my cases ended in the court and uh, uh, so it, it was very difficult uh, and, and you know and fire is when you are really um, what do you call it frightened. Uh, you can't control it. Uh, uh, so I parked my car in different places in the evening when it was dark and I called to my husband and I say, if I'm not home in 22 seconds, you have to go out and look after me. So one day one of my uh, friends said, you know, because I, I, I talked with him about what I should do with all the hate mails and the... Uh, and and he said, and his suggestion was that I should uh, visit them. And I think, oh my God, visit them. But what's the point of contacting racists? And I think that they will kill me. And and he said, you know, they will never kill a member of the Danish Parliament. And if they killed you, you would become a martyr. So it's just pure win-win situation for you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and after that, then he said, it will be good so you can confront your own racism. And I didn't understand him at all because I wasn't a racist. Um, so, but after a while, I decided to follow my friend's advice. Uh, so I started answering the hate mails and I suggest to send us that we meet for a coffee and a chat. And since that, I have, I have had hundreds of uh, encounters. And, and basically, I sit down for coffee with people who written the most terrible things to me and try to understand why they hate people like me um, when they even don't know me. And I have been doing this the last 12 years. Yeah, And I think in the start, uh, I thought if they met a Muslim like me, who support democracy, they will apologize and become good again. (laughs) And and I know it sounds crazy, but that was my starting point. Because in my head, I was the good guy. And they were the bad guy. So it was my mission uh, <laughs> that the contact with me will make them good again. <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm so clever now. <laughs> and uh, and But I um, when I visit these people, I could see that maybe not the first time, but it was so... Clearly, that I was such a racist because I demonized them too, and I had so many prejudices too, and it was a shock for me because uh, it, uh, it was difficult to accept that I was not on was not only good, I could be bad too. Yes.
0: That's an incredible, um, incredible story, incredible experience, and it's so brave that you, you were meeting so many people who had written you hate mail and threats.
1: Yes, definitely. I think it's very inspirational, and uh, I think as a migrant, this is something we're we're all struggling with: this fitting in and feeling that we are fit doing our best to fit in and still being told we're not really fitting in. And yeah, I can I can relate to a lot of this. Not necessarily all the hate mail, but I can relate to a lot of the other issues around feeling you're doing your best, and that's still not being seen as good
2: enough. Yeah, yeah, and and um, the one of the most um, um, surprising thing was that when I visit people, and um, it's no matter who it was, it was a uh, woman or man or racist or humanist or um it shows up regardless of whether I'm speaking to a woman a man a Muslim a Christian they all seem to think that other people are to blame for the hate and for the generalization of groups they believe that other people have to stop demonizing they point at politician the media their neighbor but never themselves and uh, and after my TED talk I was at US, Brazil, Indonesia, Greenland, Spain, a lot of places. And I talk with so many different people, and it is the same story. They all believe, they all very afraid of, about all this demonizing and polarization, and they want to change it, but they don't believe that they can be part of the solution, because they don't think that they are part of the problem. So if they don't a, a problem, there can't be a solution. And, uh, and when I talk with them and I ask them, what about you, what can you do? And their replies usually, what can I do? I have no influence. I have no power. But we all have power and influence where we are. So we must never underestimate our own potential. So, um, and that is the reason I re- I write my book, uh, Overcoming Hate Through Dialogue, because I want to uh, motivate people to take a personal responsibility for the democracy. Because if you only expect that the change will coming outside from the politician, from the media, from your neighbor, you can't be the change you want from the world you have to be activistic do you have to be do something self Uh, and um, and when i talk with people that how important it is that they can come out from their own echo chamber and talk with the others because the others are not monsters you know (laughs) they are not someone you are seeing in the tv Uh, um, and it's not people who's using violence some of them you know them in your own family Uh, it's your neighbor you don't want to say hello when you see him or it's your colleague you not never eat lunch with so uh, a lot of people they always say to me that they want a much more tolerant society when they tell that and i say it's a very great starting point but what are you doing to be more tolerant they have a very long list but all the opinions and all the people all the groups they don't they they don't want to tolerate uh, and and it shocks me every time uh, how much people can demonize and have so many prejudices without acknowledge that, you know, uh, without yeah. see their own problem. Yeah.
1: So, so why do you think that dialogue is, is, why did you choose to use dialogue as a way of communicating with other people?
2: Uh, because mm-hmm. it is the key. In the democracy it is the dna you can't you can't talking about a strong democracy without dialogue uh, because in the democracy uh, we have all freedom to believe what we believe you know we uh, we have freedom to have uh, uh, tell what we think it uh, tell uh, uh, dialogue is not about to be agree with something Because in a democracy, you have the freedom to have your own opinion. For example, I don't want that we we can all vote for one party. That is not democracy. The democracy is that you have this different parties, different opinions, and you can tolerate differences without resorting to violence. And that is very important uh, reason. Um, and um, and I can see if we talk about, if, if you really are against war, you have to work for peace, actively for peace. And all peace process, no matter it's with your neighbor or in, in Syria, it starts with that two people sitting together and talking with each other. All peace process. So so dialogue is the way you can learn the others and you can maybe see that they are not so different than you. A lot of people I visit the last 10 years with Dialogue Coffee, they they had the same dream for their children as me no 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 one of them want war in denmark and uh, and i expect of course that we can have different opinions about what peace is but some of them are uh, served coffee in coffee set identical to the one my parents use um, and for example the first one i call his name was ingof the first thing he said when I asked him to visit him, he said, I have to ask my wife. And I thought, oh, my God, the racist has a wife. And, you know, my father, he can be so, he can ha- he can have a very um, hard um, language, you know. But when I asked him about something, he always say, says, I have to ask your mom, <laughs> and, and when I talk with Ingolf, I think, oh my God, he's like my father. So he have to ask his wife before he can say yes to a dollar coffee with me. So, and I think it's very important to see the others as you, as human, and and you can only do that with dialogue, and with conversation where you're not demonizing the others not label them and uh, and the true dialogue is that you are you don't have a purpose you know uh you don't before the conversation you already plan what you want from the others but you are open open minded and you are listen and uh, the problem in this time is And it's not only in Denmark, but a lot of places in the world that we label each other. Uh, We can't uh, have a distance from the opinions without distancing from the people. So when we say to people that you are racist, you are sexist, you are fascist, we use so big words about the others and uh, and. And it hurts when people use the same word to us. And the conversation is as a mirror. You have to talk fine, uh, kindly to people. It doesn't mean that you have to accept their opinions. But you can be, you can criticize their opinions without being very personal. Uh, and i think that is that is the reason dialogue is so important because that is the only way you can come out from your echo chamber uh, because a lot of people are in echo chamber and it's it's nice to be in echo chamber everyone wants their friends who's voting for the same parties and have the same hobbies and uh always saying to you that you are good and supporting you but the problem with echo chambers is it's a room where a lot of the prejudices will be growing so that is the reason that it's important that you can have a dialogue with the others to build the bridges so,
1: thank you that's really inspiring so what do you think have been your biggest challenges over those years
2: <sighs> the uh, the biggest challenge is that when people ask me when I talk about Dialog Coffee a lot of people they ask me again again if any of the people I have met for Dialog Coffee have changed their opinions so uh, but that is not the point of dialogue you know dialogue is not about changing people's opinions it's about learning to live with the fact that we can have conflicting views and um uh, And we can uh, became aware of our own prejudices through conversation, so our prejudices can't control us with the same accent. And uh, I am, and I am very shocked about how difficult it is to talk about dialogue that it is, uh, for for many people, is very provocating. uh, Because a lot of people say, if you have conversation with those people, it's because you are legitimating their opinions. We should ignore them. We should forbidden the opinions. We shouldn't talk with them, meet with them. But how can we change the very anti-democratic opinions without talking with people. And um, the biggest challenge is that everyone thinks dialogue is good but and then they have a very long list. People they think that it's it's wrong to talk with. Uh, a lot of people uh, want to only meet with their own friends but you can't make you can't make uh, peace with your friends you have to talk with your enemies and so that is my biggest uh, challenge to convince the others how important dialogue is
0: yeah so this journey led you into setting up uh, an organization of, of, is it called bridge builders
2: yeah, yeah it's, uh, we, we call it bridge builders, because we want to build bridges between different opinions. Uh, and not because they have to have the same uh, opinions after that, but more that people can accept that in a democracy you have this room and uh, place to that people can have different opinions. In Denmark, I have founded an organization and uh, it was called Bridge Builders. And we have recently trained 600 Danish school children who come from very different backgrounds in how to talk to people they are disagree with. This is an important lesson for all of us because we all demonize, and a lot of no children is boring, boring as a extremist, racist, sexist, but a lot of children learn the adult's prejudices. So we try to learn them how they can react when they see different opinions, how they can tolerate it, how they can um, find solution with dialogue. Um, now uh, the government give us, um, um, b- with different uh, foundations, uh, rough lot of money, so we will have this education uh, the children, young people, and adults um, because no one born as a democratic citizen. It's, it's something you have to learn, you have to be educated to. Uh, and it means uh, that I hope because you can be born in a very undemocratic society, but you can learn how the freedom, how important the freedom is and freedom and tolerate tolerance it's the same thing you can't get more freedom if you don't tolerate differences so that is what we are doing in uh, in denmark uh, and and i can see when we have a terror in europe or something s- happens in 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 the in the west western every lot of people are writing the most terrible thing to me because I have this. Sometimes I have the same religious background as the terrorist. For example, I am Muslim, and uh, when people write uh, or contact with me with all their hate against Muslims, I try to concentrate about why they are contacting me. They are contacting me because they're afraid they see something on the t v and uh, they don't know how the how the world will change, so I agree with them, so them sometimes they they called me a monkey and terrorist, and I always write back and said, "You know, thank you for your email uh my thought is that you want to have a dialogue with me. Of course, it will help if you don't call monkey or terrorist. But I agree with you that the terror is a horrible thing. And I am afraid, as like you. But it's not fair that you are sending your uh, frustration to me because I am not this, I'm, I'm not the problem here. I'm staying with you against terror, against hate, against a lot of people when you write very kindly to them, the majority write always very kindly back. So, and, and, and it struck me every time. So when I write, Dear Michael, Thank you so much for your email." Uh, and after that I said, "I'm um, looking forward to hear from you." And they're always writing Bing, "Thank you, Islam, for your answering. I didn't think that you will answer me." And that is the problem. A lot of the people who sending those emails, they never have this experience that people answering them. Because a lot of people think, "Oh my God, don't use time." he's stupid or he's ignorant, he's fanatic. But we have to, uh, we have to try. I, and I know it's work, you know, it's dialogue coffee really, really work. So we have to, uh, we have to try. Could you um, recollect um, maybe one
0: or two memorable moments from your work?
2: Yeah, let me talk about Kim. Uh, one day I visited a man uh, called Kim. He is in favor of the death penalty and wants to kill Muslims on a Friday afternoon in front of the mosque. But uh, as Denmark has a strict law on weapons, he can't get a gun. So he never writes words like uh, rag hat or whore. Uh, But his words hurt in other way because he always said with the sweet brown eyes. You can't stay in my country because you want a pure Denmark. So one day I visited him in his little holiday home and I glanced over the wall and uh, by the sink where, where a number of kitchen knives were hanging. So I started counting them. One, two, three, four, There were 17 in total. So I was frightened and I decided to say it out loud. And I said, Kim, I'm frightened. Should I be? I asked him. And I could see that my question had shocked him. And he said, no, I would never dream of harming you. But I was also frightened before you arrived, he said. And I asked him, why? I thought you would bring all your Muslim cousins with you and smash up my house, he said. (laughs) You know, it's a big tragedy because Kim and I were the same age. We We hadn't met each other before. We both spoke the same language and considered Denmark to be our country. We were sitting opposite each other, but we were afraid of each other. You know, we are not born with such feelings, but still we are afraid of each other. And I have been talking to Kim for several years now. Uh, Now we decided to have a a lunch again, (laughs) but I, I messaged him yesterday. There are so many trenches between us, but bridges have also been built. For example, when my mother got cancer, he was the first to call to wish her a long life. And he added, "Call me if you need some cannabis oil, okay? <laughs> you know." And and Kim has many identities. Uh, some of some would say that he's a racist, but he's also a husband, and an employee, a son, a neighbor, and a citizen. When we label people, and we will, when we call them uh, racist or the, some of the other things. We forgot to consider the whole person and instead reduce them to one opinion. But in the last 10-20 years of drinking dialogue coffee, I have not met anyone who has become less racist, less sexist, (laughs) less something else as a result of calling them that. Never so demonizing each other is the solution. Um, talking together, without judging and listening to each other, other is at least part of the solution. And it works. I know it works. And, but I'm not naive. You know, dialogue is not easy. It is the most difficult thing in a democracy. And, but it is the most necessary, because what is the alternative? What is the alternative if we don't talk each other? So if we are against the war, we have to work for the peace.
1: Thank you. Um, if resources wasn't an issue at all, what would you do now? What would be
2: the next step? It will always be education. People are never too old to be educated. You know, democracy is, we can't take democracy for granted. Uh, we have to learn what that is means, how you can use it in your in your uh, normal life. So it will always be talking with children and young people because they are the next generation generation. They are the hope and learn them to tolerate the differences without using violences because if you want to prevent hate and violence we have to talk with so many people as possible so long as possible while being so open as possible
1: thank you very much this has been really inspiring and i'm very much looking forward to following your work over the next couple of years so thank Thank you so much for taking part Thank thank you